What's up, everybody? It is Hot Take without the Hot Take oh, here. Oh, oh, Welcome oh, back. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. To another episode of Junior Senior Two Views. Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. It's the sports season. We're still going. NFL Week 16 recap and predictions. So let's talk about it. We had a couple games today already. Now the flow got a bit disrupted. That's okay. Because um, Christmas got in the way. That's I mean, okay. we had to. Yeah. We just moved forward. Yep. Right? So we had a few games today. Let's talk about it. The Browns beating the Texans, 36-22. The Browns are scaring people, I think. And old man Joe, once again, keeps winning. And they keep playing. I don't know how Joe Flacco's come out of nowhere. and He's going to get a nice little contract as a backup. Oh, well, as LL Cool J said and Mama said, knock you out. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. So Joe Joe knows how to play. He knows the system. He's confident. He's got an offensive coach in Stefanski, and the Browns are making it work. So you gotta you gotta put the Browns up there as far as the ability to work with what they had with, right? They well, lost they Deshaun. Well, they, they lost Watson for the rest of the year. They lost Dorian Thompson, Robinson, yeah. whatever name, DTR. Yeah. So that's it. They made it work. So they got they, momentum. They have a lot of momentum. Yeah. And so right now they you figure at this point. Barring a complete meltdown, they will be in the playoff spot. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, the the Bills, well, the Bills, they are really starting to concern people because it was a close game, however. It was. Yeah. It against, shouldn't have even been that close. Against 24-22. Against a team that just fired its head coach and general manager. Well, I mean, Oh, they're playing to be spoilers. That's why you play the game. And so the, the Bills the Bills. No, got I'm not it. talking about the Chargers. I'm, I'm talking about the Bills struggling I know. against a team that just fired I know. their head coach but, and general you know, manager. The Chargers are going to play up. They're not going to they're going to try to spoil things. Yeah. They couldn't. So the Bills look, they snuck with a win. They snuck away with it. It was a tight game. Josh Allen did the things he had to do late in the game to get them in the position to get the field goal to get the win. So that, that's yeah. it. They move on. Uh, the Steelers may have kept themselves afloat, barely. They relied on Mason Rudolph. They dusted him off. No, your boy didn't play because I think Mitch got injured. Or maybe yeah. just Mitch didn't. They didn't I think they benched playing. him. So he think... got benched. Mason Rudolph, the third-string quarterback, yeah. comes off. And the Steelers looked convincing. They beat up on the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals didn't look that great. A lot of turnovers. That'll God, do it. The Bengals, turnovers will do it. The Bengals looked really bad this game. Which is surprising, given how they've looked the past couple weeks. They looked pretty scary the past couple weeks. Um, I expected them to come into this game and wax the Steelers' butts, and it didn't happen. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh is all that. I really don't. They're not a good outfit. Uh, their defense is, still needs work. Uh, it's still a bad unit. The offense is still pretty bad despite this decent game from Mason Rudolph. It's it, it, uh, The Steelers are still a, a team and a franchise in disarray. Um, they beat up on a Bengals team that got complacent, um, and they took advantage. I don't know if they make the playoffs still. I really don't. Oh, not with, not, hard. They'll need help from elsewhere. They'll need help, but I, I really honestly believe in the AFC, other outside of the fact that it's NFC, I think ten wins get teams in. I don't think it's enough for the Steelers to get in. But let's move on. The Rams beat the Saints. That's I'm not that surprised. Uh, the Rams kind of keep the season alive, barely. The Saints in the South, anything's possible. I'm hearing I'm hearing so many questions about 
um, Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael right now. I'm hearing a lot of people saying these two are hacks. Mm-hmm. They just um, and looking at how the Saints have performed this year, especially on offense, they've been pretty bad. Well, and it's up and down. The it's fingers not consistent. are the fingers are being pointed at Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael. Oh, well, it's not consistent enough. They only rush for 35 yards. That's not gonna get. That's not gonna get it done. Yeah, that's not gonna get done. Okay, so let's move forward. Um, we also have the Colts who lost to the Falcons. I don't think that really matters. I think the Falcons are just as dreadful. Well, aren't the, the Colts? The Colts are still in the playoff spot. Barely. Barely. I would say yeah. that with a lot of emphasis on barely. They're eight and seven now. They lost to a Falcons team that they shouldn't have lost to because I don't think the Falcons are that good, and uh, they've put themselves in a very interesting situation. So yeah. we'll move on to that. Uh, we also had the Jaguars didn't help themselves. So the Jaguars and Colts are pretty much mathematically tied as we stand because the Jacksonville Jaguars are set on free fall. This is their third straight loss, and they lost to the Buccaneers team. That, again, another team you may not want to see in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they just And, and the Jaguars are, are imploding. Um, Trevor Lawrence left the game with a shoulder injury, so you don't know if he's coming back. It's not looking good. Not for the Jaguars, it's not. Not with a banged up Trevor. No. I, even if they somehow squeak into the playoffs, he's not going to... And they f- put Trevor out there for some inexplicable reason. He's not going to win them a playoff game. Yeah, 30, he's banged up. Yeah, it's 30-12. Turnovers killed the Jaguars in this game. Lawrence threw a... Yeah, they're, 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 they're kind of... Jacksonville are just... Kind of a shallow team right now. Mm-hmm. They're a shallow outfit that don't have a whole lot of depth. Yep. In in football, you need every piece on your team needs to be optimal. Every single piece. And the Jags are a they have decent pieces on every side of the football. But my goodness, outside of those pieces, they are a Fabergé egg. Okay. The Seahawks beat the Titans twenty seventeen. Oh, I mean, that that was not a no-brainer. I, I called the Seahawks to win this game. Um, yeah, Geno Smith c- came back in. It looks like he's healthy, healthy enough to play. I'm surprised. I thought they would have gone with the hot hand being Drew Locke. But look, the Seahawks, they keep their season alive. I don't know for how much longer, but they're still alive. Yeah, okay. I don't know how they've managed to keep themselves alive in this in this stretch they've had. Okay, now we have, our, we have a couple of playoff um, entrants. The Dolphins have officially locked in a spot in the playoffs, beating the Dallas Cowboys. And guess 22 what? 22-20. to 20. And guess what? I don't trust y'all. I don't well. trust Miami as far as I don't as trust play. Miami, but in this game, I will say this. In this game, they did just enough, just enough. Doing to just beat. enough in January is, isn't anywhere near enough. Well, look, they got to Dak Prescott four times. So the defense did lift in this game, and I, I thought I – did say that the Dolphins could win this game, but they had to play hard, and it was closer than people gave it for. Look, I didn't think they were going to blow the Cowboys out. Cowboys didn't play that great. Uh, like I said, Dak Prescott got sacked four times. Uh, look, it was pretty even across the board. So look, Miami's locked themselves in. Dallas is slowly slipping away from having home field. They're going to end up on the road. They might get a playoff game, and that's about it. Okay? Uh, are we really surprised? No, are we, we're not, are we but, genuinely yeah. that? Are we genuinely surprised? No, Bears beat the Cardinals. Big deal. Move on. Uh, the Patriots made things a little bit difficult, more difficult for the Broncos. They beat them. 
26-23. Zappy. Yeah. Bailey Zappy marched him down the field and kicked the field goal with like seconds left in the game. Denver blew the then Denver blew the blew a chance to really give themselves an opportunity to stay I in think the that, playoff. I think that might I think that might have done it. That might have sunk him. That mm. that's it. And you know what? You put you in this position going one to one and five to start the year. That's what put you in this position. Okay, the Lions are the other team who have put themselves in the playoff picture and have won the division for the first time in 30 years. Mm-hmm. They handled business. They beat the Vikings 30-24. Good for them. They're going to be one and done. They're going to be one and done. Their defense is outright bad. It's a bad outfit. It is not a good outfit. They're going to be a one and done in the playoffs. Oh, good for them. They get to at least get a home playoff. Yeah, they'll game. get a home playoff that's game. All, look, that's all you can give. Yeah, that's all you can give the fans right they'll now. They'll get a playoff Based game. Based on what's been happening in the last few years, that's what you can give fans. So, so what? Get too high yeah, they, with the expectations they had this year, one and done isn't great. Okay. The last game we're looking at here, uh, we have oh, a couple games. Command, the Jets beat the Commanders. Who cares? Uh, the Panthers lost to the Packers. Packers win by three, 33-30. I think this is. I don't, I don't think it does anything to help the Packers. The fact that they lost the game week before against the Giants, losing that game. Um, I think the Panther, the Packers, are almost out of life support. Yeah, because their okay, defense is terrible. Yeah, it's headed by one Joe Brady okay. and uh, Joe Barry. Joe Barry, my, come on, okay. he's been bad this okay. season. They need to get rid of him. He's been a bad defensive coordinator for this team. Yes, it's on. It's some of it's on the players because some of those Packers defenders haven't been performing optimally. But my goodness, Joe Barry, with his just archaic schemes, just constantly does underutilizes his, the good players he has on his team when they're able to dress. Um, Rasul Douglas gets underutilized. Jair Alexander gets underutilized. Rashawn Gary gets underutilized. Okay, now, you said your piece. Yeah, go. Let's move forward. Okay, we got a few games that's happening Sunday. Well, Sunday there. It'll happen, a few games will happen tomorrow over there. The Chiefs and Raiders, that's at Arrowhead. Chiefs going to win this game. I don't even think it's worth talking about it. Uh, The Raiders are a massive disappointment. Uh, They had to clean up a... Stanky culture, and they did so. Um, but they're just a bad football team right now with no drama. I think the Chiefs win this one. Okay, the next game, uh, the Giants will go into Philadelphia to play an Eagles team that will be hungry for a win. I don't give the Giants a, a single chance in this game. It's not happening. Uh, it's not no. happening. I think the Eagles win this game. Not, not at the link. No way. Mm-hmm. Now the other one is the 49ers. Interesting matchup here. The 49ers and the Ravens. Well, so this could be a potentially uh, deciding. I think the Niners have some breathing room atop the AFC. NFC. Um, well, atop the NFC because they have a tiebreaker over the, the Eagles. They do. So it shouldn't be too bad for them. Um, this is but look, both teams I, I, are eleven and three. Both this teams, really both teams do need this win. But this I th- could be a Super Bowl preview. But no, I, th- no, I no. think Baltimore needs this win more because so who do you say wins? <sighs> I'm saying the Niners. They're at home. They play well at home. I think the Niners are gonna. Play both teams well. have really good outfits, man. 
It's, it's going to be low scoring. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. I think it could be high scoring, considering some so. of the matchups we've seen from them in the past. Yeah, I, I believe this so. could be high scoring. I'm going to take the Ravens okay, I'll take in a Ravens. very, very high scoring close contest. Okay, so while we're here, why don't we think? Why don't we think forward? Okay, yes. We, why not cover Week 17 very quickly? Okay, Browns and Jets. I got the Browns for this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns as well, just because they're playing with fire right now. Okay. Um, heading into 2024, I don't think that'll change. Okay. Cowboys and Lions. This is at Dallas. I think Cowboys win this one. I think the Cowboys bounce back. Uh, considering, I considering their uh, Dallas has been fading, but the Lions' defense is really bad. So it's, at, me, it's get, in Dallas. I think. Yeah. Dallas give me the Cowboys. Texans and Titans. I'm going to say the Texans bounce back on this one. They've had a a rough. Stretch of it, but I think the te- Texans bounce back. The Titans are just a, the Titans are really meh team. Okay, so give me the Texans. Bears and Falcons. I'm going to say the Falcons for this one because I think the Falcons are just trying to stay face. I, I I truly don't think Arthur Smith escapes his stupidity this you time. Think he goes. You think he's fired? But because he un he doesn't even use the elite talent that he has. Okay, he so. actively decides not to do so. so I think say? the Bears surprise him because he actively does not give the ball to Bijan, Drake London, or Kyle Pitts. Guys that they've used significant draft capital on in in the past couple of years. Okay. Three first round talents. Let's keep it moving. Uh Dolphins, Ravens. I'm gonna um, say Ravens on this. Ravens. One. Bucks and Saints. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the one to the Bucks. I don't trust the Saints at all. Uh yeah, give me the Bucks. Bills uh, and Patriots. I I think hold on. I think I think Baker Mayfield has proved with the Bucks that he is an NFL caliber quarterback. Okay. With a team with if you give him a good team around him he will perform well. All right. So I think he could be the long-term op- option for Tampa. Okay, Bills and Patriots. I'm going to say the Bills on this one. I'm going to say the Bills as well. Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, Zappy had a good performance. All right. It's not really saying much. Eagles and Cardinals. I'm going to say Eagles on this one. Easy. Yeah, Eagles win this one. Uh, it could be a trap game considering Kyla's been playing well and the Eagles have been pretty ordinary. But, you know, I, give me the Eagles. Jaguars and Panthers. Uh, wow. Um, I've heard a lot of people think say, "Oh, could the Panthers no. um, surprise?" But I don't think I don't no. see it happening. Okay. Give me the Jags. Colts and Raiders. I'm gonna say Colts on this one. Colts need this one bad. They need it bad. Yeah. Give me the Colts. Giants and Rams. I'm gonna say the Rams. Unfortunately, I think the Ram- The this could be a closer game, but uh, for the Giants anyway. But I think they still take the L. I think the Rams win. Okay. Uh, commanders and 49ers. 49ers, come on. Uh, yeah, saying. the Commanders. The 49ers are directionless. Seahawks and Steelers. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Seahawks. Uh, yeah, Seattle. Okay. Uh, Chiefs and Bengals. Mm. Chiefs, Bengals. Chiefs and Bengals. I want to see where it's playing at. I have a feeling it's playing at Arrowhead. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say I'm gonna say trap game. I think the Bengals might steal. I think so too. Because the Bengals have had Chiefs number at Arrowhead. I think so too, and also because that Chiefs receiving core man, they their hands are literally Christmas decorations. Okay, Broncos and Chargers. I don't care. I think it's, I think the Broncos bounce back. It's at it's at it's at Denver. I think Denver bounces back on this one. Um, yeah, I think so too. Because the Chargers are just sort of the only thing that made them relevant was Justin Herbert, and he's not coming back. Okay, Vikings and Packers. I'm gonna say Vikings. 
home cooking. Uh, Nick Mullins a QB though? Well, really, he's, a, he's a, kind of erratic, but I don't, I don't think the Patronaut's coming back. Patronaut's not Stone. coming back. I think but that's he, just for Josh. Stone. I think give me Green Bay on this one. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's. That, that's it for our closing off the week that was, and we'll, we'll shot forward on a week to happen. Okay. Yes. Um, Cam Newton's comments about Brock Purdy being a game manager. Do you agree with those comments? I don't see Brock Purdy's an interesting case. I don't think that he is elite yet. I don't think he is. Uh, Do I think he's a good quarterback and has a future in the NFL? Absolutely. He's proved that. Um, Is he a benefactor of the system? Yes. Of Kyle Shanahan's system? Absolutely. I don't think he's entirely a game manager. I could... Yes, I think he is game managing to an extent, but I also think he's made some good throws this year that... that he's made some throws this year that made him go, wow, the wow, this guy is good. So I don't necessarily think he's an entire game manager, but as a quarterback, you sort of have to game manage anyway. So I he is game managing to an extent, but I think he's got he's got talent there, and there is a foundation to build off of. So, I don't understand, quite understand what those comments. It's almost, in my eyes, diminishing what Brock Purdy's done. Now, I don't think he's an MVP. I don't I think talk about him being an MVP candidate, that's one thing, but I don't think he's going to get it. But I think it's a combination of both, as you said. I believe on the field, you, ha- you the coach is the one who you know, gets the calls. Shanahan's an offensive coach. He probably, I, I would assume, he's drawing up his own plays and then tells... And the headset to Purdy, this is the move, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then Purdy's going to go on the field and execute. Yeah. And then you still have to you have to manage those things. Every quarterback, I feel, that gets on the, on the field to play is managing something. So I can't see why. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just a lot of hating coming from someone like Cam Newton who, let's face it, in his last season, you know, between – the Patriots and resurrection of sorts of the Panthers, it didn't work out so well. And his arm was shot. So, yes. you know, I mean, I'm not sure why he's going after Brock Purdy. Um, I think it's just, and it's success. And, and But also, yeah, I get it. He's got a phenomenal roster to work with. And which quarterback wouldn't look good with that, with that roster? But it's all about execution as well. So it's one thing to say, well, Brock Purdy's managing things, but he also has to make a good throw in order for the pass to be to be caught. So I think it's a combination of both things. I think you can manage it at the same time and be successful. I don't think that's a bad thing to be a manager. How many more games could the Detroit Pistons lose? How about 35? Why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean, it, it, you don't even how long's a piece of string? Like like really? I mean, they should just consider not showing up to I don't think any fan should go to that 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 arena. I don't think any fan I think fans should not go to the games. Yeah. And then just go to the Red Wings game. So they play in the same arena, right? Yeah. Um, Monty Williams, just leave now. I mean, Monty is a good coach in a terrible situation, right? Terrible. I feel sorry for him because he, he can't do anything. Just He should go find Dwayne Casey, have a chat with Dwayne, who was there for years in the same struggles. They're dreadful. But it's not for a lack of trying, so I don't quite understand. Not for a lack of trying. It's called having no identity. The Pistons do not have an identity. They don't have an ide- one singular vision. They have a ton of young prospects. Who play the same positions. Who play, who, they have a long jam everywhere. Yeah. But they, they don't know how to put 
any of it together. And Monty Williams isn't really helping the situation by not playing Jaden Ivey, one of the better scorers, in favor for Killian Hayes, who I can even admit at this point, I've been a Killian Hayes defender for a long time. He's a draft bust. He's a bust. He can't, he's not, he, he cannot produce offensively at the NBA level. He's a bust. Simple as that. He might be a good, he might be a okay defender and a decent playmaker. He's a bust. I'm sorry. Why do you continue to play him over Ivy, who can score the ball well? And speaking of which, at the three-point level, and they are, reminder, dead last in the NBA right now in three-point percentage. They are a terrible outfit. They are 26 games deep in the losing streak. They could break the record for consecutive games played on Wednesday yeah, Australian not? time yeah. against the Nets because it's a it's a back to back. It's a it's an away. It, a it's an home. a home and home. Home and home. Uh, it, it, look, it, I don't know. It, it's, where to start? It wasn't that long ago that they were hoisting a championship, right? It wasn't that long? Less than less than twenty years. Me twenty years next year. But it's it's sad to see where this team's gone. And the, I the, guess the decline yeah, of the Pistons is tremendous. The decline of the Pistons is really chronicled well by Secret Base. Um, they have a whole collapse video on them that chronicles everything um, that I couldn't even explain with words because of how tremendous they fell. But yeah, they were they're they're a bad team. They, even through all of that putridness of the of the late of the mid the early to mid twenty tens for the Pistons, this is the Nadir right here, right now. This is as bad as it gets. Okay. Um, next question to you is: With John Morant's return to success, what does it mean for the Grizzlies going forward? It's definitely revitalized them. It's def it definitely has revitalized them. I'm glad that John Morant's playing well. He's a he's an elite player. He is a he is their franchise. He is the guy, so he needs to keep his head down and keep his butt on the basketball court because that's where he belongs, and that's where he's playing some of the best. He, that's where he is at his best mentally and physically hmm. on the basketball court. Yeah. Um. I guess talk to me in June. I mean, if they are fighting for a play-in spot, I mean, as it stands right now, they're 13th seeded. So if the playoffs were to start today, they wouldn't be anywhere near it. Um, I agree. Um, focus on playing the game. You're talented. You have raw, you have great talent. You're a spark plug for the team. Uh, they have some injuries. I think they, they can't ignore that. Marcus Smart has been out. Steven Adams is out for the whole year. We know that. Um, they got a lot of injuries. Some guys are coming back. They need those guys to come back. They quick. really need those guys coming back. They need those guys back post haste. They because do. They are struggling for depth. They don't have a lot of depth. And they just released Kenneth Lofton Jr., one of their better, oh, one of the promising rookies, just oh, signed yeah. with Philly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, like I said, it's too early. They're not that far away from the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are a number one seed right now in first place, but I mean, they're trailing them by about thirteen games. But again. You know, stay out of trouble, play your game, don't be a knucklehead. That's it. That's all yeah. there is to it, right? I mean, he's talking about receipts. Well, there's no receipts here, John. You did something stupid, and you got you got punished for it. You did not once, but twice. Stay out of trouble. Be a good yeah. boy. All right. Um, your question to me. All right. Next question coming up here. 
Do you think that nine do nine straight wins recently have you believing in the Clippers? No. No. No, I don't. Because, I mean, yes, people can point to the fact that, you know, look, you got Ty Lue. Ty Lue's a great coach. You can't deny that. And he's been able to well, man- that, manage egos. Well, that win streak just got absolutely obliterated by the Celtics. It did. And that, that was that was about coming down, crashing down to earth. Um, I believe... The only way I can see it happening again, talk to me in June, if you can look at the Clippers and say, okay, well, they might be a, a fourth seed, maybe their fifth seed. I don't see them getting anywhere anywhere near anything higher than that. I don't see it. And health, let's face it. Every year, what happens, right? Kawhi get, Kawhi's had brittle knees. He gets out. Paul George gets out. They, all three guys have to be playing consistently a lot. And if they get injured, get injured now. Don't get injured later on. Get injured now and let it be a quick injury because it's going to happen. They're go- the three guys that are playing are older. They're going to get hurt, just hopefully not long. And it's also going to depend on the bench because they lost a lot of guys when they made that trade for Harden. Personally, I, per- personally, I don't. Um, I, I don't believe them. Not and yeah, the win streak they're going on is nice, but you're looking at the playoffs. This team is built to win a championship. That's the intention, to win a championship. Well, the idea now is to finish off because you're going into a new arena next year. So if you're if this is the product now, you don't there's not a lot left the Clippers can do now. That's it. They by getting James Harden and dispatching some of the guys that they really needed from a defensive standpoint off the bench, like a Batum, like a Covington. Now you have to figure out who else is going to be around to help. Well, they got to win a championship because. <laughs> After this, after the twenty twenty four draft, they don't have a single draft pick until twenty twenty seven. Well, they yeah. gotta win it. I don't think that's gonna happen. They they have to win it. This this team was built to win the championship. Okay, next question to you, from me. Who should the Mets turn to for pitching help now that the Yamamoto deal? Not the Yamamoto side with. Dodgers, whatever. We're gonna uh, quickly change gears over to Rob the Boy Monroy, yeah. as we spoke to him a couple days ago on this issue. So, roll the clip. That's now look. I mean, Yamamoto was a disappointment, um, but the Yankees didn't get it, so I'm happy about that. But I'm not happy. The Mets need help. I mentioned a couple shows ago, Blake Snell. I think Blake Snell would be ideal. I don't think the Padres have re-signed him. They're He's not a free agent. Him. He's a big, big-time player, two-time Cy Young Award winner, has playoff experience. The Mets need help. What do you What do you think? They need someone of that nature on that rotation. Uh, getting on Yamamoto, I think he used the Mets. I mean, I, the Mets had the highest offer at 325 for uh, 12 years, I believe, and he went to the Dodgers and he said, if you match it, I'll be a Dodger, and they matched it. Well, so- I think I think it's uh, my thoughts on that. Are, it is disappointing that Yamamoto is not coming to the Big Apple, but think of it. I more think of it like Cuban pitchers with the Marlins, right? It's not the, for Japanese players and the and the West Coast. It's geographically easier for them to get home. It's not like easy on a Cuban Marlins scale, but it's much much easier than having to change at the West Coast and then head to the East Coast then do the same thing if they want to head back home. 
So I think it makes sense that I always knew Shohei was going on the West Coast. And a part of my mind was always thinking that Yamamoto was probably going to be a Dodger because he was he wanted to be in L.A. Uh, that's who he seemed he was favoring. Um, and obviously he was talking with Shohei. Um, so it it just it makes sense for Yamamoto. It sucks for the Mets, but they've got options. I like what Stearns is doing so far this offseason. Yeah. Bringing in some, bringing in some um, help for the starting pitching because Lord knows they need it. Uh, they brought in Adrian Hauser for one of the prospects they got back for Eduardo Escobar. They brought in Luis Severino as a fifth starter. So Man. I like what they've I done know. so far. I don't know either. Starters? I'm sorry. I'm not sure about that. It's a flyer. No. It's a one year. It's a flyer. I don't like it. I don't like it because the Mets. Look, I don't know this. I get it. I think Kodai Senga was supposed to be the guy, sort of be the ambassador to bring someone like Yamamoto over. And Kodai Senga is a nice pitcher. He had a good year. Despite the fact that both Scherzer and Verlander were dispatched, he became the ace. But you can't go into next season with him being the number one, and then the rest of the rotation is dreadful. No. Quintana was injured most of the season. Tyler McGill was between AAA and coming in. He's been inconsistent. Joey Lekasic, don't get me started on him. So, it's it's a patchwork rotation that scares no one. And the Mets have money. So I don't know if Steve Cohen Absolutely. is feeling a bit hesitant because he spent so much money well, and lost feeling, so much money. Well, he but, put out a big offer for Yamamoto. So I'd imagine he's feeling jilted the in money, the offer right now. They got I, the money. I just I just feel like Blake Snell should be the next person on his list because Blake or, Snell. I think Nola's I already re-signed, no? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He resigned with the Phillies, but I wouldn't want Nola. I want, and then as if the Phillies would end up letting that happen in their own division. Someone like Blake Snell fits the mold for the Mets because he would be the, their ace. He's another lefty, which is I like seeing a, a rotation, a bit of a mix between lefty and righty, and he knows how to win big games. I don't know. I wouldn't mind He's, Snell, but what's the number? What What's the number going to be to get him over here? I, I'd imagine it'd probably be. I'd imagine it'd probably be around the two twenty five, two fifty mark. Oh, that's I mean, too much money. That's just, too much. He just won it. <laughs> I'd imagine it would be because it's probably <laughs> he just won the the NL Cy Young. He's easily one of the best pitchers in the league. If you just offered three twenty five to damn Yamamoto, then it's probably going to be around that mark. I mean. And in my opinion, it'd probably be worth it for a long surface contract for Blake Snell because he's a great pitcher and he's his style is very unorthodox. But damn, it gets results. Okay, next the season, next season, there's gonna be some names. There's gonna be some yeah, man. Look, next season they need for to resign Pete as well. They need to resign Pete. That's that. I was about to say that that should be some. If the Mets wanna sort of say, "Don't look here, but look here," that's what they should do right now. Have a press conference, sit Pete down, and say. We are signing you now to a long-term deal. Forget about the end of next year. I mean, really? Don't. That, I mean, really? Is our argument put him about into a contract here? Don't put him into a contract here because well, now he he'll go crazy, and then they're gonna the he's then he's gonna have so many suitors on the table. Make sure you, they they have a year of control left. Resign him now. Get. Well, him I have a theory. Down. I have a theory about this. I think the Mets are gonna let this year go by without resigning him. Because Juan Soto is going to be a free agent next year. So my question to you two guys is, who would you rather have in that lineup, Juan Soto or Pete Alonso? Pete Alonso, honestly. Pete Alonso, he's a Met. He plays every day. He's at a position of serious need. There's not a whole lot of really good first basemen out there right now. He plays every day. 
He loves being a Met. I wouldn't see Soto wanting to, uh, depending on what happens with Soto and the Yankees, the Yankees are probably going to want to keep Juan Soto because they just traded a ton for him. So oh, they did. Yeah, they traded easily three <laughs> Juan, regular Juan major, major stay, leaguers. Yeah, Juan, Juan Soto is a good player. I never seen him. I never thought he would be a Met. Once he gets to Yankee Stadium, he's going to look at that right field and go, gee, I can sit here. He's going to help that team immediately. He's 25 years old, so he's a baby. And yeah. he's going to look. He's looking for a long term. The Yankees have the money. I can't see him. I mean, Pete Alonso does, he, you know, my thing is Pete Alonso is, came up as a Met, came through the system. This is a guy who's a natural slugger. Pete Alonso's never going to hit 300. And that's not what fans, that's not what the Mets need. They need power. You get uh, past 40, Pete. 40 plus home runs every year. Yeah, you get past Pete, you got Lindor. That's it. They need another bat. But right now they need to give Pete the money he deserves. He plays every day. He's a fan favorite. I mean, gosh, I mean that you just know it's you just know that they could screw this up and let him walk and then you know get a big contract somewhere else and then he haunts us for the next ten years. Stearns needs to make that his priority this offseason. Yes, getting a, a a guy to be your ace like like a Snell should be high on the docket, but re-signing Pete Alonso should be the priority. They need to keep him around, especially for this so-called transition period where they're going to be developing prospects in the minors. Um, and like Luis Angel Acuna and what have you. So they need to keep him around at first base. Speaking well, someone, of. Someone ooh, ooh. To tell Stearns that uh, this is a big market team because he's treating the Mets like a small market team. I, think he's I don't know why he's doing I, that. I don't, I don't think he is. I don't. I honestly don't think he is. Yeah, you, I mean, look at the past couple of years where the Mets have made big market moves. Yeah, it's, it's been done. And it worked in 2022. They got 100, 101 wins, but they flamed down the wild card. And it just, I don't think he's treating the Mets like a small market team. I think he's making smart moves to bolster the depth because the the Mets' biggest problem last year was a lack of pitching depth. And I think the moves made right now is pretty good. It wasn't everything problem, but I think that was the biggest problem. They had a lack of pitching depth both in the rotation and in the pen. So I think he's making making decent moves now. I reckon he's going to be uh, looking at Snell saying, we want you in, in New York. Who's our third baseman? Because, you know, Mauricio's gone. So who's our third baseman? Mauricio, really you got big... Ventio. No, no, but he's injured. He's out. Mauricio's ACL. out for the year. He's out for the year. So who's your third baseman now? Because it's been Guillaume, and... it's been McNeil, it's been... I know Guillaume is gone. Guillaume is gone, confirmed. Um, You think about maybe they're grooming either Beatty or Ventios at the third base spot. I I know Beatty had a rough go um, when he came up. um, But Craig's not too much. Yeah, they sent him back down. Hopefully he can develop with more Uh, more runs at at the third, the hot corner in, in the majors. I reckon he can develop into a into an everyday third baseman for the Mets. Ventios, I could see as maybe a, DH. a maybe a DH or a or a substitute third if Beatty does go down. Um, but I think that's the direction they're heading because this is a transitional period, as the organization have said. So um, I look, I still trust this ownership. Um, looking at what happened the last ownership i still trust what they're doing right now i still trust the decisions so i am quietly confident that they can make some strides this year in building a building a winner down the road um but 
Yeah. That was Rob the Boy Monroy. We spoke to him a couple days earlier on nice the to hear Mets. From him. Yep, on the Mets struggles, but right now, and we'll hear from him in a bit later about his Jets and uh, Lakers. But um, with the Mets, we spoke about Blake Snell. I I I like the move. I I thought about it. I still like the moves that Stearns has made to build up the depth. I do. I do. But obviously. Um, Snell has to be the priority now that Yamamoto didn't sign. Snell has to be the priority. Well, you have a couple guys out there, not just Blake Snell. Um, Jordan Montgomery is a free agent. Now he is, you know, just pitched on the World Championship Texas Rangers. Yeah, but you um, need you need an ace. I know, but if you can get a couple, if you can get Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, that's good. We know that the Mets need help. Now, look, I understand. That Stearns is doing these moves. These are minor league moves to bolster the minor league, but it's not going to help them. In my opinion, those guys are not going to help. Well, the Mets Adrian, Adrian Hauser is a major leaguer. I so understand. Is I, I know that. I get that. But it's, even the Severino moves is risky. I just don't. I, look, I know it's a the one year deal. I know a couple of things. The Mets are now way up in the luxury tax. Steve Cohen's be paying for that. I'm worried that Steve Cohen, as much as he talks about he wants a winner. You know, I don't want him to tease the fans and say, I have all this money, but hang on. I'm not interested now in spending I, anymore. He want, he so offered Yamamoto. I don't I don't know if there's anything Steve Cohen could have done more to try and get Yamamoto. Yeah. Um, he offered him this pretty basically the same deal as LA did. Yamamoto just wanted to go to Los Angeles. Alright. He uh, Steve Cohen's been throwing around money. He it's not like he's hoarding money. Here. He's throwing around a lot of money to try and make this team a winner. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Your right call. Your question. I'm, I'll give you the NHL question. Can the Rangers keep on keep up the winning? Uh, I believe so. Um, the NHL season is very fickle, where teams can go on big stretches where they take the where they take um, good good W's out of a good stretch, but they can also go on pretty horrendous stretches, but. Uh, a couple things need to emerge with the Rangers to make them a good, uh, to, in my opinion, to make them a Stanley Cup contender. The biggest problem, the biggest, actually, the biggest two problems are Capo Caco and uh, Alexi Lafreniere. Both of them have not developed as advertised so far, uh, especially because, and both of them were drafted with top two picks. Uh, which invariably the Rangers got pretty lucky to get. Uh, they need Kako to develop into a into uh, a top six winger. They absolutely need it. Um, the fact that he hasn't yet is a bit disappointing, considering he was playing in professionally in men's leagues over in Finland. Um, the fact that he he's he's got a nice scoring touch. His playmaking is very good. His speed is the biggest factor about him and he can get physical but uh, he he disappears for long stretches uh, in terms of Lafreniere he has been a big disappointment he drift, drafted with the first overall pick in 2020 uh, he I think he has the ability to to anchor a line as the center but um, he just hasn't shown it in consistent stretches but he has made a had stretches where he's uh, been good um, in his scoring and his playmaking has been very good. So they're showing flashes of development, but they need to show it consistently. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't watch enough hockey to really see it. And again, I'm one of those people that goes, tell it to me when it's finals time. But clearly, last year the Rangers imploded against the Devils and they lost a lot of confidence. Well, so, the, the biggest problem with why the Rangers fell apart in the playoffs is because they... Did not bat. They didn't respond to New Jersey's forechecking. Yeah. The biggest that was the biggest problem. The whole series, New Jersey was just constantly forechecking, forechecking, forechecking. There was zero response to that. There, there was no move, barely any creative movement of the puck. Um, they had a couple of slot opportunities in Game Seven, but they didn't take advantage of them. Um, and I mean, they got outplayed completely. Um, the defense was also pretty bad in that series, and that's something they'll need to address. Uh, their their second pairing defense has their second line defense hasn't been all that great. They'll also need to fix that third pair. Um, so I could see them making some moves come the deadline uh, to get some quality names in there. Uh, they'll also need some scoring depth. They lost that um, in free agency. I mean, their top their biggest acquisitions. Uh, they lost Patrick Kane, and they also lost Vladimir Tarasenko. So they'll need to get some scoring depth. Hopefully, that comes from the rookie, uh, from the young guys. Hopefully, that comes from Kako and Lafreniere. But they need to flesh a couple more things out because they looked pretty good. They were in this position last season, so flesh some things out in time for the big stretch uh, in January. And February, because yeah, well, that's where the mate the meat of the NHL regular season comes. Well, considering next year will be thirty years since since the last. All right, let's let's change gears. Both New York football teams are dreadful. Mm-hmm. Oh. The, Gi- the Giants had their their issues. I think Tommy DeVito's fifteen minutes are up with the day. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Gabagool, the, the bada bing, the, the whatnot. Stupid, the Tommy stupid. Yeah, Tommy Cutlets. I think his I think his his time's about up. The next three games are going to be two against the Eagles, and God knows the third one. The Giants are going to get smoked. Um, but I'm going to talk about the Jets. Clearly, Aaron Rodgers, it seems like he's he's hitched his trailer to the right organization. He's not just the quarterback who hadn't thrown a single pass this season, but he's the GM. He's how, how, the team. how important is his decision for Robert Sala? Robert Sala is hanging by a thread. And Aaron Rodgers has done nothing but praise. He was on Pat McAfee praising this team, loving everything they're doing. Isn't this Woody's team? I think, uh, yeah, this past week he's endorsed both Robert Sala and Joe Douglas and, of course, his offensive coordinator. And, and they should, honestly, back next season. Honestly, <laughs> they should keep both Sala and Douglas around. Both of them have oh, done oh. decent jobs. Douglas what? has done a very good job. <laughs> du- Douglas, has, Douglas has done a good job in building the defense. It's been the offense that's been the problem. Thank you. Robert Sala's record, and Rob will agree with me, it's dreadful. He, he, no, he's a nice guy by the looks of it, and he'd be a great defensive coordinator somewhere else. He's one of those guys. You know that guy, right? He's yeah. a good defensive coordinator, not so much a coach. And he, and, and he, he, like, forget about this year, about last season. At one point, the Jets were almost ready to get to the playoffs. There's the longest drought in NFL history. And you're going to bring back for another season. I just oh, think it's, it's a mess. <laughs> Well, I think that um, Robert Sala, well, the, the team was built for Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And yeah, when he went down four plays into the season, 
there was no backup plan at quarterback. And so, you know, we had to put in Zach Wilson again. And obviously this team wasn't built for him. And so he struggled offensively, throwing the ball down the field, which he never did. And this offensive line just could not protect the quarterback. It didn't matter who was there. It doesn't matter if you put uh, Patrick Mahomes behind this offensive line. They, they had no chance behind this, this offensive line to score any points. So that was that was a major issue, and that was a huge problem for the Jets all season, is they did not address the offensive line to help protect the quarterback. And, of course, we're like at the bottom of the league in scoring, and, and that's something that, that they need to address next season. I hope their first pick in the first round is a tackle. Exactly. So, tackle. so you're saying, hang on, you're saying you believe it'll be a tackle and not a quarterback. You think Zach Wilson's back next season? I think because Aaron Rodgers says he wants to play for multiple years with the Jets, the Jets have to protect him. So they're going to have to draft a, a, a tackle and address it in free agency. They might bring in a couple of guys in. We're going to see like three or four new faces on the offensive line for next year. I think the, year. Pro- the biggest problem is that the biggest problem is Mekhi Becton can't stay healthy. He's a good player when he's on the field, but he can't stay healthy. He's glass yeah. bones Greg out there. Elijah Barrett Tucker has been has had a similar fate. I mean, Another, yeah, he so, can't stay healthy at all. Yeah, they both can't stay healthy. They 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 they're good when they're on the field, but the offensive line without them has been dreadful. So they ha- absolutely have to address that in the draft. They absolutely. Well, I think I think the other thing they have to address is another receiver. If Marvin Harrison Jr. somehow is there's on no the way board, he's falling. There's no of way course he's not. I don't, there. Yeah, no that's, chance. That's fantasy. I'd be a miracle. Okay. <laughs> they need another receiver because Garrett Wilson seems to be the only guy outside of Conklin who wants can catch the ball. Yeah, um, yeah the offensive line is dreadful. And it's good that Aaron Rodgers had to clear it up. It, it, again, it's it's the whole fact that he seems to be the one pulling all the strings. He's the one who said, look, I'm not going to play. And I don't know what Jet fans would have said, yeah, bring him out there with that offensive line. He would have gone down like, like, a, like a crumple paper mache pile in about five seconds with that offensive line considering they're going to play Cleveland soon anyway so that'll be either Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon getting knocked around but really I don't, I'm surprised that the I don't think Zach Wilson's back I mean there's been so much up and down issues him there third string back he's not a very good quarterback I, mean, I don't know I mean did they draft another quarterback that's what I'm wondering another maybe one. In the sec- maybe in the well we don't have a second round pick coming up but maybe in the third or fourth round maybe the Jets address a, a new quarterback but uh, I, definitely, I don't think I don't think Bo Nix is going to be uh, he's probably sticking around another year at Oregon. Uh, you think about Quinn Ewers, maybe if he declares, maybe he goes third, fourth round. I don't think Quinn Ewers is a is a first round talent. Um, maybe it's maybe it's a second round, but they absolutely have to go offensive line. It's, well, not even not that. Another fact but Marvin course. Harrison Jr. is not falling that far. He's no, a, no. he's, he's going to be a top five pick. No, but another backup quarterback because clearly Mike White was sorely missed. Mike White went to Miami and is holding yeah, clipboard, loving the life. Ne- then your next options were Tim Boyle, who threw Ooh. a ninety, who threw a ninety-nine yard Oof. touchdown to the defense. To the oh, defense, well, okay. yeah. Wait, oh, just, uh, yeah. That was Oof. embarrassing. On Black Friday, so oh. why the hell did the NFL put y'all on prime time? Oh no. <laughs> Well, just, it was Aaron Rodgers. That's why, because they yeah, expected for Aaron a last. Oh, yeah, exactly right. The schedule was set around Aaron Rodgers. That's why they were oh, always yeah. on TV. But a lot of prime time games, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, they're going to need to fix that offensive line big time. But as for the Giants, 
same old story. They got to fix the offensive line. I mean, the, 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 giant, the Giants are an everything problem. It's not just an offensive line problem. It's not an <laughs> offense problem. It's an everything problem. Even the, even the defense has been pretty bad this year. Um, but they – and even coaching, it's an everything problem. It's, Dable's not going anywhere. Dable's, Dable's not, not going to – no, I don't want Dable to be fired. I don't want Dable to be fired. I want him to stay, and I want this team to get better under his system. I don't want Shane to be fired either. I think they're heading this team in the right direction that they earned that last year. But it's it's clear they took a step back. Dable's tactics also took a step back. So they need to they reevaluate had, this team. Hang on. They also had a much easier schedule. The Giants and Giants were able to keep things close and their schedule wasn't as hard as it was this year. And it's and it shows toward the end of the year, two games against Philly. Philly's licking their chops. Oh, they need it. They need it so bad. Gonna, Philly's been really slumping. They, they're they're going to need these two games. They're going to smack them around like a rented mule. That's going to be bad. They, the Giants were also one of the least injured teams last season, which is why right. they were they had a soft schedule. They were able to go to the playoffs, and they got a they got a playoff win for the first time in God knows how long, and got smacked around by Philly in the next round. So they really That's- need to look at what what didn't work this year, and a lot of what didn't work goes on especially the quarterback situation i think it's time to admit that daniel jones isn't it he's not the guy he's not the dude the maras are not going to change off daniel jones they gave him a big contract he didn't fulfill it yet he's the starting quarterback next season if he comes back that's it he's gonna get it look look i I don't think they're gonna move on i don't think i don't think they're gonna move on from jones i just don't think he's it moving forward i don't see it so if they have a top five pick, you think they're going quarterback? Uh, no, the, the Drake. By the time they it gets to their pick, Caleb Williams and Drake May will be gone. If they somehow get a top two pick, I could see them taking Caleb Williams or Drake May, but I don't, I don't think, think they will. They're going to take offensive line again. I mean, they the last offensive lineman they got was Evan Neal, and he's been not that great. So they're going to. I think the Giants will keep going to the well. They always they usually draft. Um, I mean, with the exception of Daniel Jones, they always draft a lineman. They always draft line, and they need to address that line. That line is dreadful. All right. Hey, who do you guys have coming out of the uh, NFC for, to go into the Zoom? Good question. I don't I, know. I still have I'm, I still, I'm Niners. I still have the Niners as the top seed. Even when even when the Philly were like what ten and one, I still had the Niners sneaking in there because I saw some holes in Philly that they weren't addressing. Their their poorest secondary, their poorest linebacker room. And Jalen Hurts also, we need to look at him. He hasn't had the greatest of seasons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it, there are problems going on in Philly right now. And the only reliable way they can score points right now is the brotherly shove. But um, but I had the Niners in there because they just look like the most complete football team to me. I believe in mainly, Dallas. That's no, no I, don't, I don't look Dallas I, are a good team. Dallas are a good team this year, but they're going to blow it in the playoffs. Dallas they're going to blow team. it like they always do. Mike McCarthy's going to call some stupid plays, and they're, he's, he wants talent to carry him. It's not going to happen because he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers behind center anymore. Okay, hey, Rich, so, what about the AFC? What do you have? Who do you have? All right, so first, NFC, my thought is this. The Eagles need to win every single game because head-to-head they lost against San Francisco, so that could, that could put them in not a good position to actually control home field. Yeah? Dallas, don't trust them away from home. For the AFC, I'm going to say the Ravens right now. The Ravens are looking good. Lamar's got a point to prove. He's got a big contract. 
He's never played in the playoffs. Why? Because he always is injured. He's healthy. Uh, you know, say what you will about anything else. The, the Ravens are scary. Their defense is not Ray Lewis scary, but their defense is pretty good. They hold teams down to 16 points a game. I think the Ra- Ravens are the ones if they control. They control their own destiny with the record. They can they, all road. I think goes through Baltimore. I think it's Baltimore. I think so too. Um, just because they've they the biggest change that they made this offseason was was getting rid of Greg Roman. Who's yes, he's a good offensive coordinator, but his offense was showing serious flaws. They hmm. relied way too heavily on the run. Uh, Lamar Jackson was not maximizing the arm talent that we knew he had, but they brought in a new offensive coordinator. I believe he was from Georgia, and they have they've gone through an evolution. Lamar Jackson is using his feet as a supplementary weapon, a damn good supplementary weapon at that. His arm is has really flourished this year. His wide receiver room is much better. Zay Flowers has been great as a rookie. They brought in Odell Beckham on a huge deal, and he's been great. Uh, I don't think he's been Giants Odell good, but he's been really, really good for them. Um, yeah. Rashad Bateman's been decent. And then the de- the offensive line, they've been pretty injured, but Ronnie Stanley's back now. Uh, the running back room is still pretty good, despite the fact they lost J.K. Dobbins. Um, and then if you look at the defense, it's p- take your pick. I, t- I mean, take your pick of quality names out there. I don't know if Marlon Humphrey is still back, but if he is, if he, if, and when he is back, he's going to be a plus to that defense. I mean, they brought in Roquan Smith who's, and they paid him a hundred million dollars and he has been, uh, I wouldn't say he's not Ray Lewis, but he's damn good. He's pretty close. Hmm. So right. yeah, well, I have as, as long as it isn't Kansas City because I'm getting tired of that. No, no I won't be. It's no, not I'm, happening. I'm, it's not happening. I, they're no, not no, going to get the first that, seed. Their yeah. their flaws are being exposed this year. Their wide receivers has been awful. Kadari ass Tony and the, and Sky Moore and MBS they've been horrible. So they're gonna they're gonna get their just desserts this year. They have to play away. Yeah, they're, they're gonna look. I've said it already. They're gonna have to play away. I think that they're they're exposed. Mahomes hasn't been as sharp as he normally is, and yeah, I just think that their the competition is so much stronger. And you know, their Super Bowl appearances were based on controlling home field. They ain't, they're going to be on the road. That being said, they're still a scary team, but I don't think they're getting to the Super Bowl. Not happening. No. It's, All right. Yeah. And- Let's here's lastly to the L.A. Lakers who decided, hey, let's not worry about championships and let's put a little in-season tournament banner next to all these world championships and everybody's face was just like whatever it's i believe like, that i think the nba forced them to do it i didn't they, they it wasn't the lakers idea they initially didn't want to do it i think the no. nba forced them to do it because the uh, the lakers are the team of the nba and the nba said adam silver said no you're putting this banner up yeah. Okay. It's the very first one. The Lakers won it, so hang it up. Yeah, seven and zero during the tournament, but then everything else has been pretty. It's been bad. Yeah. Poo poo. I mean, they lost to the Bulls. They got throttled by the Bulls. Hello, hello, hello. We're back, department. I'd like to file a claim. We're not back. <laughs> we're I not think back. they were like fifty percent from threes that night. I mean, they couldn't. Yeah, miss. Everybody was shooting. Everybody. Vucevic was out there shooting. Everybody, Lonzo Ball got off his crutches and shot a yeah. three. <laughs> he Everybody three. was showing up. Michael Jordan, they're doing a ring of honor this year. I told you about this. 
they're doing a ring of honor. They've invited Michael Jordan. They've invited, I think, Scottie Pippen, uh, maybe even Bill Wennington. Who knows? Maybe he's part of that ring of honor. They've invited these guys there. I'm sure Pippen and Jordan are going to stand nowhere near each other. Um, but that's just to say, remember how it used to be. <laughs> that's that's remember what it was, fans. Remember, this was the house that Mike built back on the Lakers. Years ago. Years, right? Back on back on the Lakers, though. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about the Bulls. <laughs> they've, won, they've won seven of their last ten, but I don't care. They're not. They're okay. not a. They're not a good outfit, but. The Lakers, yeah, it's been pretty bad outside of the in-season tournament. I mean, Austin Reeves, considering the contract that they gave him, has been eh, up and down. Yeah. It, it was team-friendly, so good. that's he's, pretty he, good. I don't think he's been the problem. No, he hasn't. Uh, well, we know that LeBron has slowed down a little bit, and this is LeBron we're talking about. So slowing down for him is like taking one extra gear. It's not off. It's not he's not gonna completely slow down, not for a not for a good bit at least. But he's been healthy so far. AD's been healthy, but it's been the same thing with him as well. His motor has been off. Um and that's the same thing with AD. We talk about his motor. It's all about AD. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. It's all about AD. It's got nothing to do with LeBron. LeBron, he's putting his minutes in now, which I think will affect him later on in the season. But Anthony Davis shows up some games and then doesn't other games and look he hasn't been injured yet i did see him limp off the field court the other day in chicago but he i think he's back who knows uh, he plays but through he, the pain now he plays through the pain now plays through it but i don't know it's all about anthony davis got I, mean, I don't know if they have a third person it's, it's always about threes isn't it that third person they haven't found that third person it's not delo delo has been sort of Quiet. He's not really. Delo is going to get exiled to Taiwan. That's how bad oh, he's been. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think, I think it's all about shooting. The Lakers still are having trouble hitting open shots. I think uh, LeBron's always, if you're open, he'll find you. But you got to hit the shot. That's the, the important. <laughs> you got to hit the shot. But I thought they did address it. Like they got Torian Prince. He's all right. He's a, he look. He's a good swing man. Is, they, man. they signed Rui back, which was a big deal. Christian Wood who's been playing on a million different teams. He can score off the bench. Jackson yeah. Hayes as well. Jackson yeah. Hayes is more like a, you know, and then look, Cam Reddish. I don't know where he, I mean, they, <laughs> Nick sent him packing. Like? Cam Reddish somehow found his his stroke in LA. So, I mean, they have, look, I don't, look, it's also the West. So the West, you know, if the Lakers were in the East, we'd be having this conversation. Maybe they'd be a little more competitive. But the in the West, I mean, the Lakers, what, what seed do you see them finishing? Oh, I think somewhere around six, seven, eight. I think just the lower end of the of the uh, the seating. There's a lot of good teams in the West. I mean, there's the Phoenix, there's the Sacramento Kings, there's the Denver Nuggets. A lot of good teams that are even the Oklahoma City. Who we Timberwolves? Who said Timberwolves? Timberwolves? What? Yeah. Who would have thought? They've been a revelation. But um, I just think when it comes to right now, the um, especially the East right now has sort of been a mixed bag. You have teams that are sort of soaring and then teams mm-hmm. that are just really not. I mean, yeah. the Pistons are on the oh, ineptitude the of so all ineptitude. Why are you wasting time on that? How about the West? How many have they lost? The 25, 26? 25 oh, in a dreadful. row. They are just, you know, I feel yeah. bad for Monty Williams. You know, this is, this is a good coach and he's stuck in exile now. He's He accepted their terms. And I bet he wishes, looking at the mirror, he could just have said no 
and I'll just play golf or something. They're dreadful. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the East. The West is going where the the West is going to be where it's at. Ultimately, um, could the could the Lakers make a trade? Because they keep talking about Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Zach Zach Levine would really help this team. I guess I but Zach Zach Levine as a Bulls fan, he's always been kind of a streaky three point shooter. He's been he's definitely improved as a three point shooter since since the tra- since that trade. He was yeah. he was a pretty bad three point shooter when they brought him in. He they brought him in because he was the big piece coming back from that Jimmy Butler trade. And but you know LeBron. LeBron well. is always LeBron's always thinking. LeBron is the GM, not Rob Palinka. But is he re- but is Zach Levine always is he gonna I don't think he's gonna solve all their issues. Um he's been I think a, LeBron would prefer DeMar DeRozan over uh Ooh, Zach Levine. DeMar. Little bones and bones and shoulders. Please give up please give us five first round picks in exchange. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> That's not happening. That's not happening. I mean they're or gonna we get Caruso back. <laughs> Caruso, Caruso, and Reeves aren't too dissimilar from their gameplay anyway. I so know, I know. that's like that. You know, they replace. Give, a, give us all your draft picks for the next five decades for him. Yeah, I don't know. Please, Lord knows we need him. Well, looking back, do you think the Chris Paul trade would have would have brought the Lakers a championship before LeBron showed up? I I think so. I think uh, I think the Lakers just needed a, a player like Chris Paul. Although uh, you know the guy gets hurt a lot, he's another guy that mm. just kind of disappears I mean, a you lot. You had that. You had that. You had the Chris Paul trade that got voided by the NBA for, the yeah, for, the for basketball reasons, which yeah, I think is reasons. I think is the biggest bullshit in the world. I mean, yeah. basketball reasons. Nah, right. it was. They should have done because... that with the Yamamoto signing. They should have said, yeah. you know, competitive balance in the major league. Yeah. <laughs> We should veto that deal. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, just with the Lakers right now, they're sort of a team that's like, you don't really know where they're headed. I mean, it's it sort of speaks to, you have a fading legend, as you did with Kobe, um, and trying to desperately build around him. So, but hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you there. Look, LeBron is he- probably as healthy, if not more healthier than Kobe in the last years of his, of his time. Yeah. Kobe had a blown out Achilles. Kobe had this. Kobe had that. Kobe was playing with one leg for the last couple of years of his, of his, you know, of his play. And I think most fans would have been like, "When are you going? When are you retiring? We'd like to see you just not get hurt anymore." So we so, can rebuild for real, right? But I mean, LeBron, you know, health wise, you know, he's as healthy as probably most people his age, if not yeah. healthier. Thirty nine soon. I know, but he looks like like he's on the court and no one's stopping him still. So, you know, and that that just goes to show you i mean you saw zion versus lebron as a side note during the tournament and zion this this knocks against him saying you know he needs to stay away from the buffet tables because he looks slow and they're saying you know he's not playing as fast as he should be and you could see it on the court the big difference between lebron and and him so i don't know well i can only say this it's still too early we always always talk about now like no one watches the basketball season all season long like they used to and now you just have to wait to see what the Lakers do. I think they'll make a trade for somebody. Whether or not that's going to help LeBron, I don't think there's the Lakers going to get the championship. All I'm saying is I'm looking at that trade deadline, and I'm I'm saying there's going to be teams lining up outside of the United Center making their offers for some of our guys because we're not going anywhere. But yeah. considering Artoris, Carney Sorvis's penchant for saying, oh, we will continue to be aggressive – 
I, I could see him sticking with this team and we make the make the what the 11th seed and get bounced in the first round of the play. No, yo, I mean, Fantastic. Look, the, look, the Bulls made the barely made the play in and then lost to the Heat. So they don't deserve to be in any play in or any playoffs. The Bulls are dreadful. And we brought this them up is again. Why I don't why. like this is why I don't like the play in. I don't like it because it <laughs> it it rewards mediocrity. It rewards it it. the league. You're right. It rewards mediocrity. Yes, it's it's a fun idea for other teams to get in. It 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 makes games more valuable and it makes the playoffs a bit better in terms of entertainment. But it rewards mediocrity. It rewards but, barely scare, skating by getting in there. I get it, but Adam Silver would say, "Who made the finals from the East as a playing team? The Miami Heat." So therefore, you can't always poo-poo the play-in because the Miami Heat were dead and buried, and somehow they fought their way into the finals, and they shouldn't have been there in the first place because they were thoroughly outmatched. But you can't always say that. So the playoffs are always different when the team gets in there. So that's all. Look, we'll end it here. Yeah. All right. So that so that's it for our conversation, Rob the Boy. Monroe. Thanks, Rob. Happy Hopefully holidays. We can see you again. Very much. A great show. Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year. Have a fabulous 2024. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks, Rob. Talk to you Thank soon, you. buddy. Bye. Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, we're gonna move. We're gonna wrap up the show now. A few things. Happy belated birthday, Ron Lacuna Jr. Turned 26. He, of course, won the most valuable player yes. this year uh, for the Braves he hit over 40 home runs uh, stole 70 bases just a phenomenal the first season. Four, the first 40 70 season yep. ever and despite that the Braves still didn't get as far as most people thought they would but happy birthday to you uh, congratulations Dame Lillard joining the 20,000 point club congratulations on the basketball hall of fame sort of first ballot selections let's look at them here they are Vince Carter, uh, Simone Augustus, Bill Lambeer, Rick Barnes, Mike Fratello, Penny Taylor, and Jerry West. How is Bill Lambeer in there? Ah, well, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy, but he had a couple all-star selections, but how's he in there? Oh, well, he just got in. All right, the Miami Heat have announced they will retire the number of Udonis Haslam, number 40. On January 19th, Udonis Haslam played with the Heat for like 50 years? Easily. Easily. He he does deserve it. He's a Heat lifer. Um, Was he the... Was he a franchise guy? No, no, no. no. Was he, he was, an all-star? No. no. But he... He was just but the, he the embo- heart and soul. He embodied what the Miami Heat are about. The heart and soul. Okay. Yes. And lastly, around this time, in 1999, Ken Griffey Jr. vetoed a deal to the New York Mets. Would have sent him to the Mets, and the Reds would have got, I think, Roger Sedano, Octavio Dotel, and a couple other players. So, interestingly enough, Ken Griffey Jr. said no to New York. Well, so. he wanted to stay home. Yeah, uh, so be that's it. why he went back to Cincy to begin with. Oh, well. A player of his talent went back to Cincy and it didn't work at that time. Man. Imagine if he went to the Mets. Because the, the Mets got to the championship in 99. It didn't work. And the year after, got to the World Series. It didn't work for him because the, the Reds weren't they stunk. great of a team back then. Um, he went back because he wanted to be closer to home. All right, let's wrap it up. If you come from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Next time we sh- we will see you It'll in 2024. Yes, we will. And until then, stay safe, stay sporty. Ciao.